Hi, I'm Jen Drummond. Welcome to my podcast, Take a Break. As a mom of seven, a business owner, and an individual trying to be the first female to climb the seven second summits, I often need to remember to take a break. Take a Break is about enhancing and preserving the greatest asset you have, you. Listen in as I share personal stories and interview others to help you get the most out of this one amazing life. Today I interview Jamie Furness. What a fun interview. She's an entrepreneur, a mother, and a hustler, as she'll refer to. I just love her personality. I love how she does such a great job of taking care of herself and having passions and hobbies and things that she likes to do so that she's always operating from full, whether she's operating in the business environment or at home as a mom. She talks a little bit about setting boundaries when you're hiring companies, when you are coming home from the work role to the mom role, and she just shares lots of little wisdom bits. So listen in and hope you enjoy the conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. All right, friends, today I have Jamie Furness with us. It, it is so fun because she's in Utah, but there's terrible snow, so we couldn't do this live. So we're still online um, sharing her story. So thank you for joining us today, Jamie. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yes. Okay, so we found you because of the famous Moxie blanket. Okay. So talk to me about the origin of this blanket and all things. Yeah. So it actually started because my little boy had these like crazy, terrible nightmares and I didn't want to give him Benadryl every night or some sort of sleeping pill or chemical, whatever. So I jumped online. I did a bunch of research, came across weighted blankets and I was like, well, that's a really interesting concept. So I went out and bought multiple weighted blankets and didn't like them for one reason or another. The material was itchy. They didn't stay in place. They had a duvet cover. They weren't machine washable. There were all these things that I didn't like. So I was like, um, I can do this better. (laughs) So I got to work engineering what I felt was the perfect weighted blanket and it, it had to have a few requirements. It had to be made in the U.S. It had to be the softest material on the planet and it had to be machine washable all one piece because as busy moms we don't have time to go to the laundromat or the dry cleaner i don't want to have to fight with a duvet cover because that's a nightmare i hate duvet covers (laughs) and so there were just you know a few little things that um I wanted to make sure our blanket covered. So in doing that, I found a manufacturer and had her make me a prototype. And that first night that I brought the blanket home, I had told my little boy that it was magical and that it had been through all sorts of training to protect him from nightmares and creatures under the bed and all these great things, right? That first night he slept was mind blowing. That was the first time he'd slept through the night in in months, years even, um, because he just had such horrible nightmares. And so at that point I was like, oh man, one, we need to help other parents whose kids are struggling with this and two, we need to monetize it. So it was at that point that I was like, okay, how are we gonna position this? I really liked that my son loved the story behind the blanket. And so he actually helped me write the book that comes with the Monster Protection Academy bundle. And then my daughter actually wrote or created the the certificate that comes with it. So our Monster Protection Academy line comes with the blanket, the certificate, and the book. And that's how we started. But then I was like, well, I did more research on the blankets and I was like, these are really amazing. So I think we need to expand more than just Beyond the Kids line. So that's when I implemented the, the our classic line, our Lexi line, and, and obviously our Monster Protection Academy line. So And then I was like, well, we can't be called Monster Protection Academy if we're going to have these other lines. So that's when we became 
or that's when I switched it over to Moxie Blankets. And I started this concept um, at the very, it was, it was August 28th, and then I had everything ready to go. By November, I was on a mission. Wow! I mean, I had, you are definitely on a mission. <laughs> wow! I had wow! All my branding done. I had my website done. I had the shopping cart done. I had product. I had the book print. I mean, everything from start to finish, 100% was ready to go. And it was amazing. And I, I mean, I had just. I mean, when I tell you I was sleeping for like two to three hours a night, I was literally sleeping for two to three hours a night. I just felt so passionate and strongly um, about how effective weighted blankets can be and how we wanted to help other people that I was so ready. Like my goal was to be ready by Black Friday. I was ready well ahead of Black Friday and it was amazing. However, I didn't have any customers because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't doing the the, the marketing for the traction leading up to, to Black Friday. So um, it was kind of funny that I was ready for Black Friday and like, I mean, nobody Not really existed. So it, it wasn't, right, right, right. wasn't my favorite Black Friday. However, I, I mean, I have an amazing group around me. So we had a lot of like friends and family that, that supported our, our business and, and um, purchase, but um, it was, you know, in my head, I was like, yeah, it's going to be like this amazing Black Friday. And it, it was not. <laughs> but, you know, we, we live and we learn. And and um, and it's funny because I have such a strong marketing background. But I was so focused on getting everything ready that, you know, I just didn't do a whole lot with any marketing. Obviously, since then, we've grown and, and things are in a great trajectory. The creative team I have is mind-blowingly amazing. We just did a, a small rebrand and, um, you know, everything is, is it's really fun because it's very different than my other two companies. And, and so it's, it's uh, like people always tell me, like, you're so busy and you, like, you got to watch for burnout. But with three very different companies, I'm working in different things all the time. I'm like, dude, I'm good. Like whenever I feel like I'm overly stressed with like the businessy side with the Moxie Agency and Moxie Blankets, I just go work at the restaurant for a, a couple days or a couple hours or whatever. And, and it, that is completely different. And I get to bake and, you know, I get to see the, our regulars that come in. And, and so it's, it's, very, it's very fun having a diverse portfolio. Okay, so let's, so Moxie kind of started it all, right? Moxie was your first business? Yeah, the Moxie agency started it, yep. And that grew, which I think so much of us find the business or find the path that we're on because of a pain point, right? So that grew out of your pain point of your son needing something to get sleeping through the night and you researched the blankets and said, nothing on the market's great, so I'm gonna do this myself. What mom, right? Such a mom comment right there. There's a better way. No, <laughs> I'm not doing a duvet. I'm not wrestling yep, duvet yep. covers. Are you kidding me right now? Okay. So then you came out with that. And what yes. I love about the story, which we kind of like sped through a little bit, is you had this original product and that original product was doing well. And then you said, oh, wait, there's a wider niche for this. There's a different space that we can expand into. And a lot of times I feel like when we're starting something, having that one product that you can kind of like fine tune and figure out and then grow from there allows you like to test things out, make sure things are going the right way and then add on. And did you find that helpful? Oh yeah, for for sure, without a doubt. I mean, I put so much time and effort and energy into creating what I felt was the perfect weighted blanket. How we create the blankets hasn't changed. But we, you know, we do our we do our drops of, of special colors in the in the spring and in the fall, and um, so that's been really fun. Um, but as far as you know, evolving the the actual product, 
man, I put so much time and energy into it. And, and I learned, honestly, I learned a lot from what other people were doing, right? I didn't need to recreate the will. I just needed to make it more effective. And so that's what I, that's what I felt like I, like I, I did, um, you know, how can you really get comfortable if, right, right, right. <laughs> you know, you really can't. So, um, we only use the best non-shedding minky material. It's, I'm so lucky to have found this vendor. They're amazing and you get that blanket on and you just cuddle right up and I, I tell everybody, it's like voodoo magic. It really, really is because you just instantly calm down and relax and, and gosh, so grateful that, that I came across weighted blankets in my research of trying to help my little boy. Well, he's not that little anymore. He's like, he's 12 oh, and five, eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They gigantic. don't stay little forever. Yeah. No, they don't. <laughs> okay. So when you, um, there's different weights too to weighted blankets, right? Like depending. So what's the differences in the weights and why is that important? Okay. So if you buy a weighted blanket and it's too heavy, you will hate it. You will think it's worthless and it will probably end up thrown in the corner in your room and you won't do anything with it. So the weight is, is getting the right weight is crucial. We actually only go up to 15 pounds. I know there's other companies that, that you can go up to 20, 25 and they make like king size ones, but really you want that weighted blanket. You want to be super selfish with it. You want to be stingy because you want all that weight for yourself. So you want it to go shoulders to toes and side to side. And because you want all of that weight on you, if the blanket's too big, then you're not getting the full benefits of, of the weight, right? So we typically say adults 10 to 15 pounds and then our kids will do five to seven pounds. So like for me, I like to use a 10 pound and that's pretty much my max. I don't like to go over that. But my daughter who's 18, she loves the 15 pound and that works really, really well for her. She's, um, you know, she's, that kid's freaking smart, man. And she's very studious and very, you know, driven by school and, and she's, she's also an athlete. Um, so she's very hard on her body and her mind. So that 15 pounds is, is fantastic. For, yeah. For and do people use them? I know they're a big grounding piece, right? That just helps people feel secure and grounded and all the stimulation that we have nowadays. I can imagine all of us need a weighted blanket. Is it mainly for sleeping at night or do sometimes people use them throughout the day for five, 10 minutes just to get calmed and centered again? Yep, absolutely. They have a huge grounding factor and um, they're, they're amazing for meditation. The, like the first time I used it, when I was meditating, it was like I sunk into such a deep meditation. It was wild. And I'm not like some hardcore meditation person. I like to do it because it helps me feel centered and relaxed and you know, all the good things. But when I, <laughs> the first time I used it with a weighted blanket, I was like, what just happened? It was, it was mind blowing. It was, it was so cool. Um, and I was able to just sink into such a deep state of relaxation that it, and it, and that doesn't happen every time I meditate with a weighted blanket, but it, it does happen sometimes. And when it does, it's just, it's out of this world. It's so cool. But for a lot of people, they'll use it for stress and anxiety. Um, if I'm feeling very overwhelmed with work, um, I always have a weighted blanket in my office and I'll just throw it over my, my legs in my lap and just give myself, you know, five, 10 minutes to just decompress and tell myself that I'm, 
you know, I'm okay that, that I'm still awesome, even though I'm struggling, everything's gonna be okay. Um, and, and work and work through that. It's also, they're also great for restless leg syndrome. And I get crazy restless leg syndrome. I used to go to the movies with my kids and I'd have to get up and walk around because my legs would be going crazy. Um, and now, especially with the theaters with the recliners, oh my goodness. My only problem now is trying to stay awake because I get so <laughs> relaxed in the recliner and my way to blanket. Wait, wait, wait. You don't use the movie theater for nap time? I mean, come on. I go to the movies with my kids because I'm like, oh, that's two hours that I get a nap in. <laughs> this is fantastic. Right, right. I think if my kids were younger, I probably would. But now they want to watch like the movies that I want to watch. Like, I can't wait for the new Guardians of the Galaxy to come out. Like, they're, I'm just as excited as they are. So, um, you know, I don't have to sit through some of the yeah. not as interesting. Yeah, you're, we, you're past anymore. that stage. Lucky, lucky. Okay, so what, <laughs> yeah. one thing that you hit on was when you, you were ready for the first Black Friday and but sales did not come in like you expected. You were so busy working on the product that the marketing and ramping that piece up was left to the table and didn't really come through. How did you stay positive and what did you how did you say like, oh, here's the learning. Here's what I'm doing differently, because sometimes people would get discouraged in that spot and it obviously you didn't. So share how that worked out for you. Right. Uh, absolutely. Um, it, and, and fortunately for me, it was an easy pivot because I knew exactly what I, I didn't do. I knew what I had done wrong. So it was easy to, um, jump right. Well, I wouldn't say easy, but it was, um, doable, right? Cause <laughs> being an entrepreneur, nothing's really easy. Um, but it was the, the struggle came from, okay, I have this amount of money to spend on marketing, what's going to give me the biggest bang for the buck and how am I going to do this, you know, fast and effective. So I had it, you know, with the Moxie agency, which is an agency we specialize in SEO. So I knew I had that covered that with, that wasn't going to be a problem. That was going to be fine, but I didn't have like an overwhelming, overwhelmingly strong background in, um, an ad spend and it changes so rapidly. Facebook is always making changes and Google is always making changes. So that's something that I had to ramp up on very quickly. And there's one thing that I have learned um, the hard way multiple times as, as a business owner is it's way more cost effective to hire a professional to do what you can't because it's going to say in the long run, it's going to save you money and it's going to save you a ton of headache and trial and error, right? It just, it, it can be really scary to sign a contract for $5,000 a month when you're brand new and, and, um, you know, you're, you're trusting somebody, but if you do your due diligence, it's, it's nine times out of 10, it's, it's worth it. Right. Um, there are people who really just want to take your money and, you know, make big promises. And, and, um, unfortunately I did learn the hard way with that a couple times. And, and, you know, that was some heartache I had to work through or whatever, but I learned from it. I grew from it. And now when I'm hiring a, a, a third party company, I know what to look for. Um, so, you know, and, and those, those types of situations are hard. It's something that you really have to grow through. I can say it all day long, but until you actually go through it, um, you know, it's hard to really know who, who to work with. What is some of the screening criteria now that you use that you maybe didn't use in the beginning that you've learned? I always ask for referrals and I always call those referrals. I want real world proof that you can do what you're saying. You can do what you're saying. And I rely heavily on Google reviews. I, for me, if I, 
am looking at a company and they don't have any Google reviews at all, that's a huge red flag for me because Google is, anybody can go and make that that review. And you know, you have to take some of those reviews with a grain of salt because sometimes people get mad or upset and they write things they don't mean in the heat of the moment or whatnot. But um, if they have z- like zero Google reviews, then I, I likely won't won't do business with them. But if they have you know great reviews, then obviously that's a huge that's a huge plus for them. And and really, I want to call their their references and I want to see their work. I ask for case studies, I mean, especially if it's a larger if it's a larger contract that I'm agreeing to month to month for a year or, or however long. Um, and and it's. <sighs> You know, it's it's hard and and it can be really challenging finding the right the right people to to work with. But a lot of things I've started to hire in house for, um, and that's been you know that's been great. But I mean, you know, it's hard to find good people as well. So it's it's a gamble either way. But I just figure you know trust your gut because because that'll. <laughs> I usually won't lead you astray. How long will you go with, like, so say you're in a relationship business-wise and it's not working out quite like you had anticipated. How long do you normally go before you're like, okay, we're not hitting these numbers. We're not doing this. It's time to cut. Like, what does your exit look like when something isn't working out? I like to give people at least three months to, because I know there's, you know, there's a ramp time. I, I get that. Um, and it And it doesn't always... It's not always a quick ramp. So I don't want to, you know, pull the plug on something that I feel like could be effective in 30 days. I don't think 30 days is is enough time. So it's always a 90-day period of okay, what can what can we accomplish in that 90 days? And I always want to make sure that I'm very quick to get them the information that they need so they're never waiting on me because if they're waiting on me, I'm wasting money and and wasting time and that's not, you know, that's not effective for anybody. So 90 days is a typical ramp up, making sure there always has material that they need from you and you set goals for that 90 day period. So then everybody's aware of whether they're hitting them or not. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. We definitely wanna know what the KPIs are at all times and we set those, we'll set those up before we even sign the contract and make sure that everybody's clear what the expectations are. You know, I, I just feel like hurt me with the truth, don't hurt me with a lie because that is, you know, one of the worst things you can do. Don't make me feel like you're doing all these wonderful, amazing things that aren't gonna turn an ROI, right? Because in the end, I'm gonna find out and <laughs> You know, I'm putting all this time and energy into something that's never going to work. So that is one of the first things I always will tell people when I'm working with them is just, you know, rip the bandaid off, man. Just hurt me with the truth. Don't hurt me with a lie. I like that. And I like that you have clear, defined goals for the 90 days. So everybody's on the same page and you're tracking success on ROI, right? I mean, it's salespeople to me, they can sell me like and I'm in sales and I get all the good feels and all the things. And then I'm like, give me numbers. Like I need hard concrete numbers because this isn't a fuzzy wuzzy relationship. This is a business relationship that needs results. The fuzzy wuzzy is a bonus. It's not in lieu of. <laughs> so yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think a lot of the times people try to, to push that personal touch and that personal relationship so hard because they know that it's going to be lacking. They're not going to get you the results that you may necessarily need or want or expect. And that is really, that's really hard um, because then you feel like, you know, we've created this friendship, but this is, this is my business, you know, and, and in that type of situation or relationship, your business should always, should always come first. If they tell you that X, Y, and Z is going to get done, then you should absolutely expect X, Y, and Z to, to get done. Have you ever had the experience where you've hired 
somebody that is a friend and it's been difficult because of expectations not being met or have you pretty much hired people that you don't have a relationship with first? I uh, have always hired people that I don't have a strong relationship with first with the exception of my creative team now. I, I knew the owner previous and we'd had multiple conversations on how we could work together but it probably took a year about a year before I was like okay let's 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 pull the trigger, let's, let's do this. And um, it's been amazing. It has absolutely been amazing, but I think it, it speaks a lot to him and his character. Um, and that's why I felt so comfortable. I mean, we had multiple conversations before I was like, okay, let's, let's, let's do this. And I went into his office and had a meeting with his, with his team. And I was like in love and immediately, like there was, there was no question, not because I knew them or that I felt like, oh my gosh, these people are amazing. But I, but uh, they are, don't get me wrong. Um, but their work that they showed me was mind-blowing. I mean, mind-blowing. I just, I knew right away that, that this was, that that was the team that, that I needed to work with. And, oh man, it's, it's been phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. That's awesome. No, and I share this just because even for me with the business that I own, I am way more slow to hire somebody that I know because I have that relationship already. And when I share this story, it just helps, I think, others understand that people that are closest to you might support you, but might not be that business relationship support right away because they value your personal relationship so much. And it's very hard to untangle the two once the two of them get blended together. So that slow to hire, fast to like fire concept really plays into when you have a personal relationship relationship first. So that's just interesting to hear your take on that too. You run three businesses, right? So talk about the three businesses and how you manage your time between the three of them. Yeah, absolutely. So I have my first company um, that I started, well, not that I started, but that I still currently own is called the Moxie Agency. And when I first started it eight years ago, it was full service. We we did everything. And then I had to have that hard conversation with myself of, okay, marketing is changing rapidly. You can be good and okay at everything, or you can be amazing and mind-blowing in, in you know, one, one thing. So I was like, okay, where do we make the biggest impact for our clients? And it was an SEO, which is probably the least likable element of marketing because it's very analytical and it's hard and it changes all the time. And if you're not working in it consistently, you get lost, right? Um, but the team that I have in place is is amazing. You know, the, the, the guys that I have working on, on our SEO are extremely intelligent. They're very analytical and they do just an amazing job. So I was like, okay, we definitely need to do that. But part of what I was finding, because we work with a lot of small business, is a lot of them don't have a branding guide. They don't have um, any sort of like solid branding or a website. So I was like, okay, we need to keep that piece too, because having a website and SEO go hand in hand, right? You can't do SEO. You don't have your website. So we kept those pieces of it and, and um, we partnered up with with a company for like uh, programmatic advertising and social media ads and, and a, a, you know a, a few different things. So we have great partners for those elements. So when we have customers that are clients that come to us, we can we can work through through those pain points for them as well. Um, but we don't do that work. And then obviously I have Moxie blankets, and we've already talked about that, and it's amazing. I love it. And then 
last year I had a friend come to me and she's like I really love having my restaurant but it's just I, I need a partner and and uh, I was like oh yeah yeah you know you should definitely look into that and didn't really go much further than that but I love to bake it's like one of my favorite things to do I love to experiment with new recipes and different ingredients and all, all the things right so I've always wanted to open a bakery but it just I don't have the bandwidth there's no way I could open a, a bakery uh, a couple months after my friend had told me she, you know, she was looking for a partner, she sent me a text message and she's like, hey, want to talk to you? I was like, okay, what's up? She's like, uh, do you want to be my partner? And I'm like, wait, what? You asking me this over text message? But instantly I was like, uh, yeah, let's work through the details. I totally want to do it because, you know, I, I wanted a bakery, not necessarily a full-blown restaurant, but uh, yeah, let's, let's do it. I can still do the same thing there, right? So we sat down and hashed through the details and 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 that was that and and it's been it's been fun I honestly I'm not there near as much as I would like to be like I would love to be there a lot more I just don't have the bandwidth to be there as often as I would like and um you know my my son plays on a travel baseball team and so we we travel quite a bit for that which um doesn't allow for uh us to to be there quite as often as i'd like but um you know it's been awesome my son works at at the restaurant whenever he can he busses tables and washes dishes and and it's been a great you know it's been a great experience for him my daughter helps out when she can which is very very limited with she's got a, a an extremely large uh school load and and um she she's an athlete as well she whew, that girl runs track she's a she's a hurdler so that takes up quite a bit of time too so she doesn't get to to work in the restaurant quite as bit but she does help with moxie blankets which is which is awesome so they both you know it's been nice to see them both get that that work ethic um at a young age but anyway yeah, yeah, so no. those are the those are the three the three businesses they're all very very different but you know i just i'm building my empire how many businesses do you want to own someday do you have like a number in your head um no not necessarily and honestly like it changes from from time to time when i started moxie blankets i was like okay i think once i really get moxie blankets going i'll probably sell the moxie agency but then i haven't done that and i don't know that i will because i'm like that's a well-oiled machine like we have such a great process i mean it's a money maker why sell that right um and with moxie blankets i think if we grew big enough and i and the right offer came in i would i would look into you know selling that but in a couple of years that could totally change too and the restaurant i just i just i love i love the restaurant so um you know probably won't sell that but um adding anything else in Probably not. I'm also on the board for a couple nonprofits, and so that takes up a lot of a lot of time as well. So I don't know that I would implement any more businesses right now with with the current workload. If I were to sell one, maybe um, look into you know something else. But as of right now, there there will be yeah not adding in anything anything else right now. In order for me to be effective in every business, there's yeah there's. I'm at the max. <laughs> okay. Well, and you're aware of that, right? Which I think so many of us having that awareness and being like, hey, this is what I want my life to look like. And I can't take on anything else. So this is like, I mean, it gives you boundaries. It gives you things to operate around and parameters to say, okay, if I need to do something else, then something else has to shift or change. And these are what they could potentially be. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, I love to work. I love business. I love most things about it. So I figure, you know, my daughter goes off to college in, in the fall and then, you know, I, I still have several years with my son, but once he's off doing, you know, his own thing too, I'm like, I can start any business I want. I'm going to have so 
so much time. So much time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. People don't understand these sports these days are just unbelievable how much time they take of the athletes and the whole family. I mean, it's fascinating. It's a a huge, my son's baseball right now is a huge, huge time commitment. We're traveling extensively and and it's not just, you know, a couple hour drive. It's, it's, you know, it's flights. Um, We're flying to different places and and, uh, actually his team was recently invited to a, a baseball tournament in the Dominican Republic this summer so um you know that's gonna be amazing and i think we're there for like eight nine days um something like that and so it's it's a huge time commitment financial commitment but i love it i really do i would if i had to do it or have another company to be able to pay for it i i would do it in a heart but i wouldn't even think twice because it's 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 a ton of fun and you know his coaches are amazing and the teammates are amazing the parents it's just it's awesome and he loves it so what advice would you give to a new entrepreneur, like somebody who's getting into entrepreneurship and looking back from when you started and what if you knew now. Don't ever, ever let anybody tell you what you can or cannot do. Somebody's inability to see your value is not your fault. If they can't see it, that is on them. Do not let anybody ever tell you what you're capable of. I like that one. Yeah, there were a lot of times where people looked at me like I was crazy because I don't I don't often use the term single mom because a lot of people associate that with hardship and too many too many restraints, right? But I've been a single mom my entire mom career, you know? So sometimes we have to learn lessons the hard way, sometimes we have to learn them twice in my case, <laughs> but that's okay. Um it you know, and, and so people were like, "Well, you need a steady job. You need a steady income. You need to work a 9 to 5. You need you need you need that's all I heard right those people had no idea what I needed I did not need to be in an office from nine to five and a steady paycheck I needed adventure I needed excitement I needed to have my own businesses I needed so much more than that um I know so when I, I can't even tell you the amount of negativity that just was thrown my way constantly I understand that if I don't work and make money my children do not eat I understand that. But I also know and understand myself and I understand that I am a just straight up hustler. I will do what it takes to get things done, right? I I mean, I just, I know myself and and people who don't know me, that's fine. They they didn't get it, right? Or they're like trying to give you advice from their perspective, right? What they would be worried about. They're trying to protect you. I think at the beginning of any pursuit, you should expect some resistance from the people that care about you because they're trying to keep you safe from what they know, right? And you just, they're, they're not looking at it from the inside where you're like, no, this is my heart. This is my fire. This is what inspires me to go. And I have to do me so that I can be good at all the roles that I play. Yeah, ab- absolutely. It, it's so true. And, and the people who really, truly knew me knew that there was there was just no stopping me so it was it was nothing but encouragement right they were like okay you know work through it you're you're good and and everything is great and um you know i have i have people in my life now that are just extraordinary i can i can go to them at any time and and be like today was really hard i just need you to hug me and tell me that i'm pretty (laughs) 
you know, and, and, and they're more than happy to do that. But I love that because like you're asking for exactly what you need so that people can give it right. And the more that we're honest with, this is exactly what I need. Then the more we can receive exactly what you, we need and proceed. I don't think it's a negative. I think it's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, um, you know, my, Unfortunately, my kids do take the brunt of of the hard days because some days are really, really hard um, owning a, a business and multiple businesses. And, and, you know, most days I kick butt, but there are some days where I get my butt kicked and and I'll come home grumpy and, and my kids, oh man, that's something that I would also recommend to new entrepreneurs is don't take, don't take it home with you. Don't take it out on on your spouse or or your kids or um and that's really that's really hard that's been that has been a struggle for me and and something that i that i have to work on all the time and and not that i'm like mad at them because work was hard but i'm just very like i'll be very snippy or i'll get upset over the stupidest things like socks in the middle of the floor or you know the toilet seat not being down i will get like really quick to be like well why didn't you do that you know and and um just silly, silly things I don't need to get upset about, right? So just, you know, as, as best as you can, don't take that, not necessarily anger, but don't take that hard day home with you. For me, I don't like to work at home. It's very rare that I work at home because that's where I want my peace to be. I want my family to be, you know, I don't want to take my work home with me um, because then it becomes oh, well, I'm just going to work real quick. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll do this. And and I'm not perfect at it because I do, I mean, I have a phone, you know, I check my email constantly or I'm creating, you know, marketing pieces from, I mean, you know, you can have Photoshop on your phone now and or Canva. So it's really easy to create, you know, social media graphics just from your phone. And it's, it's awesome. It's amazing when I'm, you know, waiting for my son to get out of baseball practice. But when I'm at home, I, you know, I want to be with my kids. I want to be, I want to be present. For, for them. I know, I know my time is super limited with them. So. Yeah. And so you're making sure that physical boundary helps you hold the mental boundary, right? And all of us have different things that we need to use. Like I used to have a long drive home from work. And then when we moved closer to work, I realized really quickly, oh, that long drive was actually a way for me to like unwind and go from job A to job B, right? Or like persona one to persona two. And so just recognizing that self in yourself and being like, oh, this is what I need so that I can show up as my best self and giving it to you. Like I would, like I just rearranged my schedule to so that I could work out before I got home. So I just had a little more space between the two different positions. Yep, yep. That is 100% me too. Um, And if I don't have time to work out before I go home because I have other obligations, then I like to listen to a podcast or I like to listen to a book or you know something to take me out of one space and put me into a completely different space or um a lot of time like I'll call my dad and I'll just like just chit chat about absolutely nothing or you know to my dad and and just you know kind of have just a very non-work related conversation (laughs) yeah No, we've covered all kinds of things, right? Like from the businesses to managing kids to starting a business. How do you take care of you in all of this? Make sure you're at your best. Yeah, I I throw pottery. I love to I love to throw. I will go to the pottery studio. I'm actually going to the pottery studio later today. Um, and I will go and make and create mugs and bowls and planters and whatever I'm feeling that that day. Um, that's it. That's a huge. Uh, release 
for me and I oh man I, I would seriously do it every day if I if I had the time but it just I can go in there I can listen to music um, the gal who owns the pottery studio is by far one of my favorite people and we can talk business we can just chit chat about what's going on in life I mean it's just such a great atmosphere and I love to throw that it's just it's relaxing regardless of what kind of day I've I've had I get it I get it. <laughs> and outside. I love to be outside. That's, you know, well, okay, take that back. I do not love being outside when it's cold and snowy. I do love being outside when it's sunny. <laughs> yeah, well, we have our typical Utah summers. They're fantastic, right? But it's this endless winter that we're a little over at the moment. So in the, in the spring, summer, fall, um, I will be outside as much as humanly possible. I love to go and work from like coffee shops that have little patios. That's probably one of my favorite things to do because I'm outside enjoying nature and the air and the sunshine, but I'm also working and I, I get so much done when I work outside. Okay, so I, let's, I want you to share what is one thing that you do when things are not going well for you to swip, flip your script into something positive that we can share with the audience and they can maybe try to implement at home. Yeah, I go to the gym. <laughs> okay. When I okay. need to like be really like aggressively let something out, I I will go and, and work. Like I, I, for me, I'm a very, I'm a very like physical person. So I have to like literally feel it like leaving my body. So um, like I have a whole boxing set up in my house because I for me, I physically have to punch something to like get rid of it, right? I have to I have to physically let go of, of whatever it is I'm holding on to. So um, but then I my my gym is just up the street from my office. And sometimes that's easier. So I'll just pop in there and, and I do hot work. So it's like 15 minute segments and you do spin or row in 130 degree sauna box. So I'll jump in one of those, you know, for, oh, well, I usually do two of those, like a spin in a row or whatever. And, and I literally like sweat out every, literally everything, anything toxic, <laughs> I just get rid of. And, and that works really well for me. And, you know, sometimes that happens at like 11 or 12 in the middle of the day. And I go and do that and I have to come back to the office and I'm a sweaty mess, but that's okay because I feel better. <laughs> Exercising in a hot box, which sounds absolutely magical. I don't know why I've never heard of this before now, but now I'm trying to think of where there's one close to me. And that's not anywhere that I could think of. It's it's called Hot Works and it's it's amazing. It really is. Oh, it's it's so good. It's so good. It takes some time to get used to because it's insanely hot and the, the first couple of weeks you feel like you can't breathe. Um, but once you get used to it, Oh man, your body feels great. Yeah, I love the detox things. That's amazing. We've learned like so much today, right? Like taking care of yourself, running businesses, setting boundaries, the benefits of being able to let your kids participate when you own a business. And then knowing that like, this is the season that you have in your kids' athleticism. So in the future, you'll be able to maybe take on other things. But right now you're just enjoying where you're at, which is a lesson that all of us have to kind of plug into a little bit more. 